0: Welcome back to Corona Radio, brought to you by the Alberga family and the Greif family in these particularly difficult times. My name is Avram Rosenzweig, and I am delighted to have you. I hope everybody's well. I hope everybody's staying inside and keeping safe. That is the most important thing right now. Um, I'm delighted that not with me in my dining room, but... Uh, on her computer, and we're communicating. Thank God we figured this one out. Is my dear friend Ellen Schwartz. How are you, Ellen?
1: Hi, Abraham. So nice to be here. Really. It's, it's nice what a to treat. have you. Nice to talk to you. You have a very calm voice, and it's really nice to hear when, especially in, uh, it's nice to hear all the time, but in unsteady times, it's even nicer to hear. So thank you. Thank
0: you. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. One of the reasons I switched over from Hat Radio to Corona Radio, we'll go back, but for now is because I was hoping that somehow I could lend that sort of calmness to people because it's a very rough time during the coronavirus and I think people are getting kind of antsy.
1: Yes, I I agree.
0: So why did I bring you on the show? People want to know. Why Ellen Schwartz, right? (laughs) Firstly, I love your name. There's nothing not Jewish (laughs) about it. Ellen Schwartz. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is funny yeah. yeah 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 i guess like has
0: anyone ever said to you uh, oh by the way are you jewish
1: <laughs> um well my maiden name was ellen levy so <laughs> that was maybe even more jewish
0: you, you've had but, a lot of luck
1: yeah <laughs> it's okay i'm very proud to be who i am very, very proud good. of both names
0: very good you know, very good I'm proud nice of to hear
1: people that have my parents and and i love my husband so i'm i'm very happy to carry both names
0: very good so why did I bring Ellen Schwartz on the show during the coronavirus? The reason I did that is because, let's describe Ellen. She's a motivator, she's a teacher, uh, she's a mom, she's a writer, and she had a child in 1997, and they named him Jakey, or Jacob. Yeah, Jake. Right? Jake Call Jake, him Jakey. Call him yeah. Jakey. And after a little while, You and your husband start to realize that something was a little bit off, right? Mm
1: -hmm. He wasn't making those milestones. So the first signs were he wasn't tracking with his eyes and he was never able to lift his head. Um, So those were the first two signs that something wasn't right.
0: So you guys did what any parent would do. You spoke with the appropriate medical personnel, the doctors. And uh, soon enough... Um, they figured out that indeed your child, Jakey or Jacob, had uh, what's called Canavan disease, right?
1: Yes, which is yeah. a rare neurodegenerative disease that attacks the central nervous system. Right. So it's a pre- progressive illness, and we were told you would never be able to see or walk or talk or move would eventually lose his ability to swallow and to breathe. And he probably wouldn't live till his fifth birthday. So that, yeah, at four months of age, he was diagnosed that was his diagnosis.
0: And he lived till 21 years old.
1: He sure did.
0: He sure did.
1: He sure did. And you know what, when I think of Jakey, he lived every moment to the fullest, every yeah. single moment. You yeah. know, the rest of us are, we get very busy in our lives and our brains are always moving and always learning and always um, overwhelmed. You know, life can be very overwhelming. Not Jakey. He lived every single moment. And if I wanted to equate those 21 years to our years and our moments, I think he lived to about 120.
0: Oh, it's an interesting way of looking at it.
1: Yeah, because none of us, none of us, live every single moment and appreciate every single moment.
0: Now, do you remember when you got the diagnosis? I sure do. Well, what, what, <laughs> yeah. what was what was that like? Because I remember when my son popped out. Mm-hmm. I, I did what parents say they do. I counted his fingers. Yeah. I counted his toes, and then the doctor yeah. said, "Well, there's just something," and I. I freaked. I go. What do you mean? There's just something. He goes. No, no, no. It's not a problem. We could take care of it. Relax. So you want your child obviously to be 100 percent healthy, right? Jakey wasn't. Yes.
1: No, um, no. And it was it was devastating. But it was you know every dream I had of being a mother. This was of course this was my firstborn, right? So every dream that I had was shattered. But um, I don't know. I don't stay low, low long. Him.
2: <laughs> no, and, you don't. And
1: I don't know what it is, but I, I really can't. I, I try. Like when I get low, I try to get really low. I try to go deep. Mm-hmm. And there's something that brings me out. And um, I'm very lucky. I have a beautiful family, um, a great husband, brothers, sister-in-laws, friends. So it. They pulled me out all the time and and thank goodness for that. And then I had this beautiful boy who was, he was gorgeous. He was so, and he, he just, he looked at me and I was his mom. So I I couldn't go below. I had to, I had to take this on. And, and, um, at the beginning, we, you know, we tried to fix him. We tried to do anything we could to help him with this diagnosis and to help cure him and, You know, that's a whole long story. And I don't want to get into that whole long story right now. But eventually we realized, you know, we're going to stop trying to fix him. And once we stopped trying to fix him, he fixed us. (laughs) How did did that work? He just had this love for life. He, He loved music. He loved people. He loved hugs. He loved the simplest things were were everything to him and they became everything to us. And we had this heavy burden. We knew we knew he wasn't with us forever. So every day he was with us, it was it was a true gift. And you know, almost like I said before with you before as we were discussing, trying to figure out the glitches and the technical difficulties, I said right. Jay kind of prepared me in some crazy way for this for, for what, the coronavirus yeah 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 because he really taught us how to be positive when life is unfolding all around you and how to kind of take control of your own life and to turn it around and to be positive positive. and he did that every single day of his life and and he's doing it now in his death It's um, very inspiring. He's still inspiring me.
0: It's interesting what you're saying because many people are listening to the show. uh, They're trying to figure out ways and means of taking care of themselves. You know, being that we're all isolated and insulated, and many people are actually on their own. Um, And you spent many, many days, many lots and lots of times, just you and Jakey. Like one of the things that stuck with me. You told me a while back you really never slept for about seventeen years.
1: No, well, every other night I did. Yeah, how did, <laughs> how did that work? How did that Jeff work? Jeff and I used to alternate nights because Jake needed a he needed a lot of care. So and suctioning was a big part of it. So um, we would have to suction him very often, um, and he was and you know he would also have many multiple seizures. So somebody. Really had to be with him at all times for his care, and Jeff and I for years alternated nights till he was seventeen. And Jeff noticed we really weren't functioning the way we should be, and he was worried about our health. So our health. So we actually, at seventeen, decided, all right, we're going to get some night help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why it took us so long, but yeah, it took a while. We finally did, and um, it really helped.
0: How was that the first night or the second night when the help came in? Did you trust them straight away?
1: No, I was,
0: no. <laughs> I was still up. Are you yeah.
1: kidding me? Well, we we did have for years um, wonderful Nelda. There was this one lady, Nelda was in our lives. She became Jake's second mom. I mean, one one beautiful thing. It, when she, first of all, when she was around, I didn't worry. I didn't worry about Jacob. I knew she yeah. loved him as much as we did. And during after jake passed of course the family we were all sitting around and our rabbi was in the room with us and we're all sitting around telling jakey stories to the rabbi and of course melda was there because it was she was you know part of our world and our family and she says uh hi i'm melda I'm Ellen and Jeff's daughter-in-law.
2: Is that what she said?
1: Mel <laughs> is 65. She's from the island. She is like, uh, she is the most wonderful human being. So he brought a lot of beauty into our lives by the people he brought into our world.
0: Yeah, you were saying that. Tell, tell us a little bit more about Melda because I think many families have a Melda in their life. And yes. I, I don't think that we're appreciative enough. I wrote a story a few years ago about how the Filipino uh, community is in essence helping us to raise our children because so, so many people have nannies and a lot of yes. people were very offended by that theory, but I still hold by it. When people come into your home and you trust yes. them and they trust you mm-hmm. with your child. Okay. That's a really big deal. So tell us a little bit more about her.
1: She was, she's, she was, she is, she's, she's sunshine. Yeah. She comes into our world. She's so calm. She loves Jacob, uh, you know, as much as I do, as much as Jeff does, much as my, my family does. And you're, just, you're okay with that? I get a lot of joy from other people's joy. That's kind of what makes me tick. Yeah. Very much so. So when I would watch the two of them together and see this interplay that they had, it just gave me such joy. So she just took such care of his dignity, everything about him. And um, you know, she would she was tough on me too. It was beautiful.
0: How were your uh, parents with Jakey?
1: Oh, my parents adored him. Uh, oh my, and he adored them. He Jacob had super hearing, right? So he because he didn't have any other senses, he couldn't. He couldn't use his other senses. He could hear really well. So as soon as he heard my mum or my dad's voice, he would just light up. His eyes would light up. He, if he could have jumped out of his wheelchair, he would huge smile. He just he adored them. It was um, it was a beautiful thing to see. Also,
0: and you also have two other children, Bev, Bevy, and Ben.
1: So Bevy's now 20 and Ben is now 17. Yeah. And they're two beautiful people. I think Jake had a huge part in them as well. They're very patient. They're very loving. They're very kind. Um, They're really not judgmental of others. They're very accepting. Um, Very lucky to have them.
0: I see with children who go through a lot, who have a lot of challenges in their life, Mm. that they grow up. Wiser. That they I grow up so. a little bit more conscious and aware. Would you say that about your two kids? Absolutely. Yes.
1: They they really looked out for their brother, even when they were little like when they were young. Yeah, you know, we're driving in the car and we would go down a hill and Ben would have to grab Jakey's head and stick it up because it would fall down. Or they'd be constantly holding doors or they would lean in to section him if I they were closer to him than I was to get rid of the saliva. They they really took care of him.
0: So so they were okay with the challenging parts that some people may construe as being uncomfortable, right?
1: Yeah. No. They they love their brothers so, so dearly.
0: There was a song that was written about Jakey that your friends and family performed, uh, right?
1: So Jake loved music. He did. That was a language he understood and, and he spoke through music to us. So because of that love for every Sunday for years and years, people would come and sing to him. And especially my sister-in-law and her twin sister, they were and their kids. They would come every Sunday, but we would have other visitors that would come. And a lot of them were young and very talented And when he turned 20, we decided, let's write a song to honor his 20th birthday. And you can go on YouTube. If you go PGB, I rise above. Yeah. There's a slideshow of his life and the song. So, but we would write this song and if he was smiling, we kept going. And if he wasn't smiling, we changed it up till he would smile again. So the lyrics, the music was all written with Jake for Jake from jake's perspective
0: now jake couldn't see correct
1: no he could not
0: he couldn't see he also he couldn't eat
1: well he could eat through a tube in his stomach so he had it was on a pump and that's how we fed jacob
0: so you say that he loved music Do do you get to know a person by their body language if you can't if you can't detect it in the way that let's say you and I would. Okay. I look at you right now. I see your face. I see your mouth. There's a smile. I see your eyes. Your eyes to me are always happy and shining. (laughs) Right. Did you have to look at Jake differently?
1: Jake's eyes were for the most part, always shining and happy. And he always had a smile and, you know, raising him. I'm not talking about the medical needs because they were more complex, but as a mom and a dad and a family member of raising him he all you had to do was make him smile that was it yeah. and if he wasn't smiling you just kept doing something that got him to smile and then you knew okay i'm happy i'm okay so it was very simple he never held anything in he and
0: was he, he was he was out there
1: he was out there believe me yeah
0: I, I'm just trying to, to to understand because I haven't had someone who's gone through what Jake went through in my life. We should say, by the way, we didn't say this at the top of the show, that Jake passed away in January. Uh,
1: yes. Well, January 2019. So January 2019. Yes.
0: So you've had a chance, I'm sure, to, talk, to think these things through, um, and I'm curious, is when when you have a family member who's going through what Jake went through, uh, you yourself have to adjust, right? I imagine that you're probably not the same as I am in terms of my day-to-day and your day-to-day. How how would you have had to adjust in order to make sure that you were in sync with Jake?
1: Um yeah, that's a very good question, but I just you just do. You just you, you don't have a choice, right? You're you're a father, you know. But you adjust to your kids. You can you know when they're happy, you know when they're sad, you know when they're worried, and you just do the best job you can possibly be as a parent to keep them safe and healthy and happy and that's it. Right? It's so we adapted and adjusted our lives for him. Um always. It took longer for us to get out and do, and you know, if we were gonna do something just simple go to a restaurant it wasn't so simple for us I imagine we still we still did it you know I would have to stake out the restaurant and I have to make sure there was enough room for the wheelchair and there was a place that we could sit as a family so um all the waiters could walk around us and and all respect everyone else who was in the restaurant so I'd have to make sure that was all set up before we'd go to the restaurant so just things like that um If we were going to a play, everything would have to be orchestrated and planned. It wasn't just like, oh, let's just get in the car and go. We couldn't do that. Um, And we did that for 21 years.
0: So if you're going to a play, you would have to do what?
1: Hmm. Well, for years, Jacob loved live theater, right? So for years, I used to take him to live performances, and we'd book the wheelchair seats, and and we'd go. It would be a date, But after a while, um, him being in a theater was bothering everybody around him because he would make noises and he would vocalize. And so it made us very uncomfortable. So we actually stopped going to live theater, but it made us do more and more concerts at home. So oh, okay. we used to invite the community into our house. We always did that. Even when we were little, we built a playground because it was hard to take uh, take Jake to the park. We brought the park to him and invited neighborhood kids. Same with the skating rink. We had a skating rink. We'd always be giving out hot chocolates and embracing our community to come. And we would pull Jake around the skating rink on a sled uh, later on. We our house wasn't working for us, so we designed and built a house for Jacob. And um, unfortunately, we had to move into that house without him. So, which we're still trying to get used to right now. But this house was built for him, for the community, for to bring people to us because it was so hard to get him out. What so would you have done? Our...
0: What What was the design? That uh, it was just that...
1: all open concept. Um, you can, he wheeled him right in. There was a, a mudroom right there, right into a big elevator. His room was on the main level, which was almost like a lounge, a big room with a, for a nurse and a wheel and shower and um, his space. But it was in the middle of everything, so it was attached to the main living room. But everything was open, so he could we t- could turn his wheelchair. Everywhere. Even the island had a cutout for his spot. The dining room table had a spot for him. Jacob could go everywhere. Even the elevator went up to our bedroom. So for Mother's and Father's Day and birthdays, he can lie in bed with all of us. So things like that. Every single thing we thought about for Jacob. And unfortunately, he never made it into this house.
0: Is his spirit there?
1: Absolutely, his spirit is everywhere. Everywhere we go, yeah. everywhere he's inside. He anything I do, anything I say, he's there. You know, Avram. Um, you know, I, I teach a program, and I have this amazing team of people that go into the classes, and we're teaching kids empathy and compassion. And um, but one of my classes is in an in inner city school. The pro—it's called pro- Project Give Back. Project Give Back. Yep so after he had passed two weeks after i walked into this class and this is right in jane and finch and the kids all came running they gave me this huge hug it was two weeks after and we were in a big circle and i told them said guys you know i need to tell you my heart is broken absolutely broken but when your heart is broken it opens up and you forces you to see all the love and all the goodness around you. Yes, and that's why I'm here today. And then one little girl, sweetest little girl, whispered into my ear. She was right beside me, whispered into me, "Ellen, you're going to see Jacob again one day."
0: That's what she, she said to me. A
1: ten-year-old telling me this: "You're going to see Jacob again one day." Wow. And that just struck such a chord in me because. I just know that he was such a pure soul, right? Jacob was that he went where pure souls go and I'm trying to be a pure soul. <laughs> so, I'm trying to be a trying, trying to be as good as I possibly can be because if I'm going to see him again, and I hope she's right, I got to be as good as I can be. And that's in every action and everything I do.
0: Ellen, when you say he was a pure soul, how did you see that?
1: He was just pure goodness and love. All he was was this one, he was trapped in a body, but there was so much love in that body tucked in there. Love, acceptance, kindness, everything good about about the world was, was in him. And we saw that every single day. Um
0: you said he was the best snuggler ever.
1: Oh, yeah, he sure was. He was a good snuggler. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually making Ben do that with me now every day. Because <laughs> I'm a hugger. Like I need I so need am I. and I, you are too. You need you need connection. You need people. Um so Ben's giving me 20 second hugs every day.
0: Well, that's very good of him. <laughs> Tell him to very up it. Nice up it just a bit every no, day. Are you
1: kidding? Are I know you kidding? It's, he finds it a little strange. I just find <laughs> it so wonderful. So,
0: <laughs> so were were you were you Jakey's eyes because he couldn't see? Like, did you describe things to him? Would you describe f- describe food because he wouldn't taste food?
1: Um, that's a good question. Not not really. No, I didn't. I mean, sometimes I would take a little piece of icing or cake or a popsicle and stick it on the tip of his tongue so he could he could taste and he did he'd always smile but I was worried you know he would aspirate so I could never do that so much but um no he I think I w- we were interlocked there was something about us together we were a team we were a real team and I became his ears and his voice And together we we did some pretty good teaching.
0: There are people who suffer terribly because they go through similar circumstances and they suffer quietly. I'm sure you know those people. And then there are other people who decide that they need to do something for the world in order to make it better because of the knowledge that they have. About a particular situation. So, you and your husband, you guys decided straight away. I mean, in 1998, you got out there and you started working on behalf of the community and really on behalf of the world, right?
1: Yes, we did. We, we at that point, no one knew about this disease. And we really didn't want other families to go through what we were going through. So, we really wanted to make an impact. And our community, well, you know, you know this community. Mm-hmm. We are so lucky to be living in Toronto and have a community like we do. And they all, you know, bound together. And I can't say that was just Jeff and myself and our family. That was our whole community. And together, we raised over $3 million for education, awareness, um, and research into neurodegenerative diseases. And because of this, um, people across Canada could be tested for not just Canavan disease, but seven diseases. Um, that's just one thing we we were able to do with our community. We um, we have a prize in genetics at SickKids Hospital, where doctors from all over the world come to SickKids and they teach our doctors their findings. That's another thing we've been able to do. Um, in the last few years, we've devoted quite a bit of money for young adults with special needs because. After the age of 21, there's really not a lot of resources for them. So We were trying to help these um, great programs and support uh, respite funding for families that they could afford to go to some of these programs. So those were some of the things we were doing with with Jacob's Ladder. With
0: Jacob's Ladder, which was a second organization that you and Jeff started up. That was pretty amazing, actually. I saw that you closed down your website online. Uh, that was very that was very sad because it was so stark. Like there was so there was a going away letter that you that you wrote from the office, right?
1: Yes, you know what? It's 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 very sad because it's something we did with Jacob in our community, and we loved it, and we still love it. And um, the prize is still going to go on for twenty five years. Our last event allowed us the ability to do that Mm -hmm. and families are still going to be receiving funding for as long as they can um, with the funds that we've just given them so we you know it's rare that a a charity actually accomplishes what they set out to do in the first place that's very true I feel we did I feel like we all did that together and it's just one thing I I can't do without Jake I I don't think we can we need him for that um, Project Give Back, on the other hand, also started because of him. Um, he brought empathy into the world. And I just want to continue to teach young people that they can make a huge impact in the world. And a big part of it is by being kind and sharing their own stories and what truly matters to them. Because when they do that, we all care and our eyes get open to the world around us.
0: So, I just had a so, great talk with uh, Kim Smiley, a friend of yours and mine.
1: Uh, she's, she's amazing. I listened to that. It, what a beautiful interview. She's a, another. Well, you've interviewed some of my favorite people. So, David Matlow, yeah. Kim Smiley, Gordy Arbus, Mark Diamond. Like, I listen to these interviews and I'm like, wow. Like, it's so exciting. Yeah, thank like, you. What amazing people thank you've you. interviewed. And Kim is definitely one of those. She's an empath. I mean, it's, it's the
0: interesting thing is, you know, these are not Hollywood stars. You know, they're people in our no, community. They
1: and, are in my books. Oh no,
0: I, I hear you. <laughs> There's something very, very illuminating about them. But my point really is, is that every community has them, and if we look close enough, and I think now is the time, really, because we have the space. Because of the virus yes. and because we're all inside, we have the space where we can actually see things that we couldn't see before. And part of that I think is seeing the beauty in ourselves and the beauty in other people, you know. Yeah. So Kim Smiley talked a lot about empathy. Some people call her the queen of empathy. And through yes, Project Give Back, sure you, you actually teach empathy. So I guess what might be a valuable thing right now would be to share with our listeners all of whom are inside, you know, all of whose lives have adjusted dramatically. We're all in this together. That's the amazing thing about the coronavirus. What is it about empathy? What do you teach? What are the fundamentals of empathy that you share with children and with adults? Something that we need to incorporate in ourselves.
1: So I think being able to share, to become vulnerable and to share your story and what what makes you shine on the inside, what you really care about, what you're passionate about. And we teach them the ability to share that with their classes. And because of that, you learn like, wow, you're like that because, because you have Tourette's or I didn't know your mom had MS or I didn't like, we have a nine-year-old who just, who shared with her class and told us about her leukemia Oh, and we have Or we have one child talking about a family member that was that was in a shelter and another child saying we were in a shelter, too. Like you, you don't know. You don't know what's really going on inside people's lives and people's worlds. And this gives them a safe and nurturing and caring space to share that. So I think that's how empathy is born. Because you need to really understand other people, you can't. You just can't. You can't judge other people. There's um, a a class when Jacob and I used to go into the classes. The two of us would go in, and at the beginning, the children would be way at the other end. They didn't want to come close because they'd never seen anyone like Jacob before. It was scary, mm-hmm. and then they started asking questions and asking questions. And you'd actually see them moving closer and closer and closer. And then they'd sing for him, and then. You know, they would watch Jake smile, and they, by the end of the class, they're pushing him around, and you know, they made a new friend. That's amazing. So that's what goes on in these classrooms.
0: What was he and, like? Um, what was he like during those classes that you gave?
1: Oh, he loved it. He loved being around people. He loved being around children, especially. He he adored it.
0: Like how could you see so, it? What was his response?
1: Oh. He would just light up. Like if if you go on the YouTube YouTube and you watch the link I I just shared with you, um, and, and watch his song, you can see you can. It's so easy to see his smile and how he lights up. And and if you go on Project Give Back and you watch the class with Jacob, it was filmed. Thank goodness it was filmed, yeah. and you can watch you know a very abbreviated version of that class. But you you see it. You see it in the kids and you see it in him. Um, it's hard to describe. You have to see it.
0: He just comes to life.
1: He comes to life. Yes, he sure does. Yeah.
0: The thing that um, I wonder about in your life and in your husband's life and your children is um, some people might think, oh, my God, look at all that sleep that you gave up. You know, Look at all the things that you had to sacrifice. But based on what you're telling me, it seems like it's quite the opposite.
1: Oh, I sacrificed nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. We
1: sacrificed nothing. He was, he was such a joy, and it was uh, I can't weepy, honey, ever. <laughs> but it it was such an honor to be his mom. Um, you know, um, yeah. There was it was never a burden. It was never a sacrifice. Uh, he's the best thing. Other like Bevy and Ben too, but the best things that ever happened in my life. And I'm so grateful for it. Were you ever, so,
0: were you ever resentful at all? Of your cards?
1: Uh, I was resentful of his disease. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't hate anything, anything or anyone, but I hate Canavan disease. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I do so too. Yes, I was, yeah, <laughs> I was resentful of the disease, but never him. And uh, the last year was a really difficult year. So um, watching him suffer was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, you're okay? <laughs> like I said, you. Um, I think for you to be able to be positive, you have to embrace your sadness and you have to embrace the downs. Um, when Jacob passed, we we sought grief counseling. Yes. Uh, Dr. J grief counseling came in for my kids and boy, were they amazing. Were they? Were they incredible. And one analogy they made to grieving was puddle jumping and right. And you're jumping from puddle to puddle to puddle. And some puddles are really deep and some are really shallow and you have to let yourself fall into that puddle because and know that eventually you're going to get to the other side. So that's what we call it Nar has when we when we fall into a puddle where you just say, I'm in a puddle right now. Yeah. And and um, so, yeah, I embrace the puddles and I'm grateful for the puddles. So you say, am I OK? Yes, I'm OK. I I like to go into my sadness. I think it's really important.
0: Man, you're healthy.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, we can't always be up and positive. Right.
0: Well, did, did Jake yeah. ever did he ever piss you off?
1: piss me off make me angry yeah never no never never Never. he never no. did
0: did no. you make did you make him angry no
1: um no no i was just there to love him
0: yeah no
1: never ever ever
0: do you believe in god
1: absolutely
0: and do you have talks with gods
1: yes. um more now than ever you know i um i i get into bed every night and I pray for that everyone I I love is safe and healthy. I pray for, you know, our frontline workers. I know so many doctors who are out there and I pray for them. I I every night and every morning I say good morning to Jakey. At first thing, he's like, Hi Jakey and so and I think he's with God. And so I'm I do. I don't know what I believe actually, but I believe there's something out there and I believe he's he or she is good.
0: And, and your discussions have then been positive discussions.
1: Yes, yes, spirit ones of gratitude. Um, very grateful for all that I have and And asking that, that for everybody is healthy and safe, what else what else matters, right?
0: Has Jake ever come back in the guise of a bird? Or something natural? Because I've heard many stories like that.
1: Okay, so this is wild. Um, (laughs)
0: I knew it would be.
1: For the longest time, I was looking. I was looking because I read a lot on grief. I really did. And for the longest time, I was looking and looking and looking, especially after he passed for probably three, four months. And Jeff and Ben and I were out on a walk. Bevy was at school. And I started to cry on the walk. Where is he? Like, why haven't I seen that Why? And Ben said, mommy, cause you're looking too hard. Uh. You're looking too hard. Uh. Stop looking. And, um, the other day I looked out my window and outside Jay, I was in Jake's room, which is now a lounge. Uh, in in our house, it's for music and a space for us to think and play games and read and a beautiful space. Mm-hmm. It's Jake's lounge, and that's what we call it. Mm-hmm. And I was in there, I looked at the window, and there was a red robin in the tree. A uh, uh, sorry, cardinal, a red cardinal yeah. in the tree. Yeah. And then we came up north. We also, because we couldn't go away so often, we built a cottage that's fully wheelchair accessible. And this is where we came with Jacob to get away. So we were up here, and looked out and this is the lake is is still frozen and there's a little there's little ponds and there was a swan a swan a white swan on lake simcoe if those aren't signs i don't know what signs. yeah are.
0: so how did you respond so i just said hi jakey is that what you did yeah, <laughs> yeah. do you believe yeah. that to be true i do
1: i really do i don't know but um you know, we watched Jake leave our world. I can tell you on the day he passed, um, we were all together. We were in ICU. And it was January 28th, and it was the worst snowstorm Toronto had ever seen in years. The entire city, much like this, actually, yeah. shut down. No one could go anywhere. It was quiet. It was kind of the perfect place day for Jacob to leave because he did exactly what he did to our world he just slowed everything down when you were with him you were calm life was slow right you just felt this calmness and very few flights got in that day Bevy's flight from Halifax got in that day. really she got to the yep yeah, she got to the hospital we were all around Jacob and we watched him together. It was it was so peaceful. He opened his eyes. The doctor said he would never open his eyes again. He opened his eyes. We felt he looked at us. Yeah. And we watched him go away. But we, we watched him go up. So we watched his soul leave his body. And um, I just know it went somewhere amazing. And I'm hoping it comes back and visits us. So... Yeah. Do I believe in God? Do I believe in something else? I I sure do.
0: Yeah, I uh, I do too. I do too. I do too. Yeah,
1: good. Yeah. It's a nice way to think.
0: Yeah, I I've told this story before. A friend of mine's mother passed away, and I was down in Florida, so I couldn't go to the funeral. And I went down to the beach instead, and I drew a circle around myself in the sand. And... And I figured once the circle is blown away, once the wind takes away that circle, that my memorial to her will be finished, and I sat there and I meditated and I prayed, and sure enough, a bird came and joined me and and I looked at it, I go, "Hello, Rebecca <laughs> and I felt very strongly that that was uh a, a real presence of that woman, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, God works in strange ways, no question i
1: think I think so too I think um it's out of our control, right? Very that much. is so out of our control. But I really believe we go somewhere. We our journey continues.
0: So, right? so Ellen, now that Jake is not here on the earth with us, what do you do? How do you? What's your life all about now?
1: So, when he was here, um, my journey, my my job was to teach his lessons, right? And as long as he was here, I was going to teach those lessons. Yeah. Well, now that he's not here, it's even more important. So I throw his lessons and him into everything I do, everything I teach, every action, uh, every word I say, I try. I try so hard. And when I don't, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Jakey. <laughs> you never would have said that, you know? Yeah. But I'm. I'm really trying to be to be more like him and to carry his life lessons on as long as i live so he's very much with me
0: what's jeff like
1: jeff's awesome how, how long have you been married very, like 26 years in june uh we're very different um, we once we once saw it was in my book so i you know i can i can say but we once saw you know went to seek help because at one point you know marriage is marriage is not easy no. it's two very young people living together yeah. for a very long time and you know i was she said oh my gosh so Marsha brady meets the lone Ranger. how's that gonna work <laughs> right so he's he's very private uh he's very smart he's very logical and I'm more impulsive, more of a free spirit, I would say. But together, we're a really, really good team. I, I think I, I bring out the best in him, and I think he brings out the best in me.
0: So so when you were, uh, let's say, debating or struggling with or challenged by things having to do with Jakey, and let's say your other kids as well, would he bring the, the practical side to it?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And you would, you would bring the dreamy side to it?
1: <laughs> you got us. Right. You got to figure it out. Right. Yes, very much so. And it worked. Very and you figured so. it out. It, we worked. It, it, yeah. He's uh, he's much more complex than I am. I'm an open book. I'm an absolute open book. He's 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 just more lo- um, logical. He's a deep, deep thinker. Um, and I, I adore him. He's a great dad
0: and and are you such a loyal friend do you do you have a strong sense of um what we're all doing here one of the things i say in the explanation of hat radio and now corona radio for a while is i'm just a jewish guy trying to figure out what the hell's going on (laughs) yeah do you know what's going on
1: you mean in the big scheme of things
0: yeah real big do you have any sense of what's going on
1: No, (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) damn. I was hoping you would,
1: but I'm, I'm (laughs) trying to take each day as it comes. I, I think that right now, although there's so much tragedy and there's so much fear, um, I think there's so much beauty. It's what, what is going on when you go online and you you see the beauty in the world and how much, how much, how many people have so many talents and they know what their talents are and they're giving those talents to the world, whether it's baking, singing,
2: yeah.
1: uh, cooking, exercising, teaching master classes. It's everywhere. And I, I just think that is so beautiful. Um, so, but yes, I, I think we're all going to get through this. And as you said, I think we're all going to get through this together. And I think we're going to be all better for it. I, I just feel for all those people whose lives were so difficult before. They're just, they must be devastating right now. And there's a reason I, on Project Give Back, I'm, I'm very shy when it comes to speaking into a camera. I don't like it. I like talking to a person but I've been putting out little messages on Project Giveback because there's some of our kids in these remote areas who can't access virtual classrooms. So I'm just hoping that, that these messages are getting to them and we're bringing love to their, their living rooms. And a lot of people are living together, a lot of them in one-bedroom apartments. And, and my heart aches for people who have compromised health issues, how absolutely petrifying this is for them. Because we live that and I know if Jake were here right now,
2: yes.
1: I don't know what I'd do. It's really scary. So my, my heart aches for them. So I think we all really have to look out for each other and especially those people who really need care. I mean you in the HAFTA, you know how live how difficult their lives are right now, even more so. We just really have to reach out more and and be the best that we can be in the circumstances. Very, always. Are you hopeful? Yes. Yes, I am.
0: You think humankind will come out of this okay?
1: I think so. I think so, Avram. I think in some cases better. How so? I think people are feeling a deep appreciation and gratitude for each other. They're counting their blessings. Right, If they're healthy, they are so grateful they're healthy. Yes, And I hope that continues. I really do.
0: I say that we're an inimitable creation. We are humankind. I happen to agree with you. And I always give examples of, my God, we send someone to the moon. And guess what? We don't always see it. And I'm surprised at it, Ellen. But guess what? A few weeks ago, we got a bunch of pictures back from Mars and videos. Amazing. Mars. You know? I know. You know, like, yeah. I, I like to learn. I like to study Torah. Yeah. And there's some discussion in there about the world and the cosmos and the planets. But to those people at that time, that was somewhat airy-fairy. But today, Ellen, we can see with our own two eyes a planet which is millions of miles away. That's humankind. Yes. We have done that.
1: Yeah. Right? And they're showing. They're showing Um, some, the world is smog-free right now. Yeah. Right? Like... The rivers are clearing up like mother nature is, is being able to breathe and mother nature was suffocating for a long time. So I think this, as you and Kim were starting talking about, it's a rebirth, a restart. Um, I just wish everybody could restart together. I'm very sad for all these losses we're seeing. Um, It's tragic. It's really tragic. But um, a lot of good is coming out of it. We're seeing the goodness in people and humanity. And for me, that's that just gives me
0: so much hope. Yeah, there's a lot of good. I'm reading about it. I'm seeing it all the time. I'm hearing about it. Uh, I always say that when the badness happens around us, um, the goodness has to rise higher than the badness. Yeah. I mean, uh, Right. The best example is, is Nazi Germany. Clearly, that's different than what we're going mm-hmm. through now. But that was so evil that goodness had to work really hard to rise yeah. above that level of badness. And guess what? We did. And, and, and I think we're doing it now, too. I really do. And I think, yeah. I think we'll continue to.
1: Well, in the worst of times, we can find the best of ourselves, right? I'd never read Diary of Anne Frank. i have never read it. never that. read it? And never. I don't know why. And it's always been on my reading list yeah. and I was too busy, you know, uh, see too busy. I'm not so busy. So I'm, I'm reading the diary of an praying. It is brilliant. Yeah. What she went through. We can't compare what she went through to what we're going through no. and her words of encouragement and, and what she did to keep herself occupied and her resilience it, it, it's, it's breathtaking and I'm loving it and, um, gaining so much from learning so much from her and learning from you and loving your broadcasts gotcha. and, or podcasts and, and, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's hard to unravel it all, isn't it? It's very, complex. it's overwhelming
0: actually. Yeah. It's very overwhelming. It's very difficult yeah. to understand, but let's be a little practical here. Like your husband, Jeff. Okay. Um, you s- spent a lot of time inside. You know, you you wanted to make sure that your son was okay. Mm-hmm. So tell us, as an expert in that area, what are some things we could do? What are th- what what can we sense? What can we feel from our surroundings? Now that I'm in all the time, and people listening to this, um, do not go out. What are some really good things to do?
1: So, I would say journaling. It's some if having a journal every day mm. and reminding yourself what you were grateful for and writing down, uh, I mean, every day I write down three, I have three questions that I ask myself, and it's before bed. And it's was I good to myself? Did I talk to myself nicely, right? A lot of us don't do that. Nice. So get and practice that. You would never talk negatively to a close friend who was feeling low. Like if a, if a close friend to you said, I'm so stupid or I can't do this as a close friend, you would never, you would say, I believe in you. I know you can do this. You're not stupid. You're so smart. Right. But we don't talk to ourselves like that. So it's first thing is, was I good to myself? Second thing is, was I good to others? Was I kind to others? You know, really important question to ask yourself. And the third thing is, did I do my absolute best today? Yes. And that's that's really all you can do, right? So you those write down, keep a journal, ask yourself those questions, write down things you're, grad, you're grateful for. That's one thing. Another thing is always have something you're looking forward to. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, plan something. Maybe it's a Zoom play date. Maybe it's a Zoom time with your friends. Maybe it's a... Uh, workout class that you really want to do. maybe it's um, baking something and giving it to someone away Make something always have something to look forward to. I think that's a really important thing. Another thing well, well before I, you go on I,
0: what what are you looking oh, for sure. What are you looking forward to?
1: Um, our Sunday jam this Sunday.
0: Oh what's gonna happen yeah. there?
1: So we started doing our Sunday jams. Um, that we used to do with jacob but on zoom oh. and so all these young kids are coming on and they have a song they've chosen to sing under two three minutes now and we're inviting people out from the special needs community to come and enjoy jake's concert can i be on so, that yeah absolutely i will yeah, send me I'll a link i'm adding you to the light. Yeah, please you want to sing a song i know you play and sing
0: Ah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. We'll see.
1: So the rule is, if you're not singing, you have to mute. Yeah.
0: But okay. It okay. is.
1: It is so beautiful. Did, did Jake have a favorite so, band
0: or a favorite song?
1: Yes, well, Stacy and Jennifer. <laughs> no, his his favorite were all those young people who came to sing to him. Those were his those favorites. were his favorites. Okay. He, yeah. Yeah. There was. You know, did he like the Beatles? He loved, he loved Bruno Mars. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Very cool. He did. He loved Adele. Nice. Um he loved the Doobie Brothers, did he? the Eagles. Yeah. Really? He liked he liked real soulful. He liked Spruce Springs. Like gritty he stuff. Liked, uh, he liked soulful music. If there was good and really nice guitar picking.
0: Isn't that interesting? Um, eh? He
1: loved it. it it just spoke to his soul. It really did. It went right in.
0: Jake let you know him. Oh.
1: Oh, my goodness. You asked Stacy and Jennifer, they would come and they would try out new material on him. And, and Stacy would look up at me and go, he really doesn't like
2: this
1: song. <laughs> and then she plays play something else. He said, now we're talking. <laughs> Jacob spoke to you. He had a real language. Yeah. You just had to learn it.
0: So there's two things. You said people should journal. You also said there's three questions that you ask yourself before you go to bed at night. Excellent questions. And uh, what was the third one?
1: So the third one. um, So this is really interesting. Um, I developed it and it took years to perfect it, but it's called worry time. So I pack worry into a specific time of day. And for me, it's usually in the shower. I go into the shower and I worry about everything I possibly can. Like, and sometimes the showers are a little longer, I hate wasting water, but sometimes I do. Yeah. So there, but I worry and I worry and I worry. And then I get out of the shower and if I can control it, I take care of it. I call that person. I write down a list, I, whatever it is. I, I, it's done, done off my worry plate. And if I can't, I can't control it. Then I try to stop worrying about it. And as soon as I'm worrying about it during the day, it's coming back. I say, Ellen, I'm worried about that. There's nothing I can do about it. Stop worrying about ha- it.
0: Have you ever enjoyed a shower?
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, no, because like you're you worry and You your yeah. shower. Yeah. Well, but, well, I do. Yeah, you're right. That's a good i No one's ever asked me that question. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do. Okay. I'm very clean.
0: Good, good. We're <laughs> so,
1: happy to hear that. But um, it, it's it's hard to do. I'm not able to meditate. I don't know what it is. I try yeah. and try and try. But to me, that's my meditation because I take all that time out and I put it into my time in and I worry, 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 yeah, worry. Yeah, it's mindfulness. Yeah,
0: it's mindfulness. But, exactly. but by the way, meditation in its simplest form. I was reading a book on meditation in Judaism. In its very simplest form, meditation is concentrating on one thing. That's what it is concentrating on one thing Okay,
1: so maybe i can't maybe you are meditating when i was a jakey i could meditate because all i would think about was him that was it yeah like it was uh it's it's hard to get that back but working on it
0: man you're lucky you have so much love inside of you you know like imagine if you weren't (laughs) a loving person that would have been awful
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's, uh, talk to my kids. It's not, I don't love all this love all all the time, especially now when we are stuck with it.
0: (laughs) Ellen, I'm going to mention, uh, three different sets of people. And I want you just, I just want you to tell me what's on your mind when you hear these, uh, words, when you hear about these people. Okay. Teachers. And also, by the way, in the importance of them in this time, teachers. Oh,
1: I love teachers. I absolutely adore teachers. I uh, I think I put them right up there with frontline workers. I mean, I would say frontline workers number one right now, teachers number two.
0: What do you love about them?
1: I just think they're so selfless. They get such a spark from lighting a spark from someone else. Like like, like I said, I, I get joy from seeing others people's joy. Teachers get joy from seeing other people learn. And see the world differently from different eyes and I just think most teachers are so loving and, and smart.
0: and you're a teacher
1: Yeah, I guess I guess I do I yeah Jake was the best teacher I ever had. Um, Someone wrote me online
0: when I said that we would be speaking you and I and they said that you were their daughter's teacher and you were there she you were her favorite teacher yeah. Aww. Mhm.
1: I think that teachers I think when you love what you do it really shows. Right. Right?
0: Correct. Okay, next word. Mm-hmm. Leaders.
1: Leaders. Oh, you, oh my gosh. Compassion and kind. I think if you're to be a good leader, I think you have to be compassion and compassionate and empathetic. Uh, true to your word and true to your values. I think that's what makes a really good leader.
0: Who is a good leader in your mind?
1: My friend Jordan Banks. I think is a beautiful leader. I think uh, Michael Levitt. He's an MP. I think he's a wonderful yes, leader. Yes, he is. He's. Um, oh my God! You're putting me on the spot. There's so many people that I because that I think are great leaders. I think my dad is a great leader.
0: Do you see yourself as a leader? Yeah. Um,
1: I hope so. I hope I have, I hope I am. It's a big responsibility yes, um, to be a leader. And I hope if I am a leader, I hope I'm teaching the right things and leading the right way. Cause I would never want to lead anyone the wrong way. So, um, I hope so. I'm a leader of my team. For sure. My project did back to you. Was Jake a leader? Uh, the best leader.
0: That's clear to you.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not yeah. clear to you that you're a leader, yeah. but it's clear that he was a leader. Yeah.
1: yeah. Where he goes, I will follow. So you were
0: Jake's follower.
1: <laughs> oh. yeah. And he follower. had
0: a lot of followers. Yeah.
1: He sure did. Okay. Finally, <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I'm going to say a word. You tell me what comes to mind. Children.
1: Uh, innocent. Kind. Loving compassionate real caring smart fun exciting <laughs> i'm to go on yeah. i love kids i really, really, yeah, I, got really love kids. <laughs> yeah, I got that kids
0: i got that how old are you yeah. inside
1: oh uh, i don't know i think i'm old yeah i think i'm old actually you know bevy sometimes bring brings out bevy and ben bring out the youth with me we were ben and i were playing frisbee golf and i felt like i was 10 when we were playing frisbee right golf that's right because it was so much fun and bevy will put on the music and we'll start dancing and going nuts and i feel like i'm 16 but i i, I feel like i'm 180 right now
0: like you're an old soul
1: <laughs> i'm feeling well i'm feeling pain for people and i'm Feeling a lot of love and uh, I'm feeling a lot of
0: emotions. So I understand. How old are you? Fifty nine and I'll be sixty on April twenty seventh.
1: So in your heart, happy birthday. We're both Aries. So in your heart Taurus, of hearts Taurus.
0: Oh yeah. Taurus, okay. We're yeah. close. In my heart of hearts, All how right. old am I? Mm-hmm. Oh well I range, but mostly I'm very, very young. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, very young. Firstly, I have a 13-year-old son, and he keeps me young, as you were just saying, because we do a lot of things together. He calls me out on stuff. He teaches me a ton. And um, I realize at this point of his life and my life that in some ways he's much brighter than I am, much more aware. And um, I'm so excited about having him in my life. I love him with all my heart, but it's that energy, you know?
2: Yeah. So how
0: old am I? I'm probably about 13. (laughs) <laughs>
1: really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You're pretty old. Song. I don't know. It's like I <laughs> yeah. try to live up to yeah. my
0: responsibilities, and hopefully I do. But um, yeah. But I I'm real childlike in nature. Like when I'm by myself, Ellen, <laughs> I sing and I dance and I do some pretty silly stuff. I really do.
1: Yeah, I do Do you too. do you as well? Like sure what? Do. Like what? Oh, oh my gosh! I I sing at the right. The, the top of my lungs right. all the time. All the right. time um yeah but that's and I'd love to dance I'm a terrible dancer but I love it when I'm with my brothers they make me (laughs) giggle oh my gosh they make me giggle they so I giggle a lot and I you know yeah we have a lot of fun
0: do you talk to yourself
1: um I talk to Jakey
0: aloud you speak aloud yeah me too I speak to myself Um, Yeah. yeah 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 okay okay yeah Well, I guess we can be very old together or we can be very, very young together. Is that a deal? Okay, good. That's a good mix. Yeah, that is a good mix. So um, I think it's about time to sign off. I've really enjoyed this, by the way. (laughs) Me too. I really have. It
1: was so nice talking to you. Thank you. Yeah,
0: like we've been trying to do this for a while and it really was predicated on when you were ready and you said you were ready.
1: Uh, You know what? I was in a real fog for a long time after Jakey passed. Uh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't um, now I think i am i have some really neat messages i want to share and get out there um i'm going to republish without one word spoken yes. because there's not one copy left and i'm going to republish it in soft cover and add eight chapters on grief so i've been doing that now i've been writing a lot and um, i'm hoping to do a ted talk i was it was planned to happen in december on, on grief and moving forward and. I'm learning a lot and I think I have a lot to share. So hopefully that all helps. Yeah, you've
0: written two books, right? Yes. I read your I yeah, read your first book. One is... I read one of them and uh, the great thing about your book is you you want to read the entire thing in one night.
1: <laughs> you can yeah. I don't know many big words. No, that. I know you
0: can. The font's pretty <laughs> yeah. big. I think it's <laughs> yeah. double spaced. It's great. Yeah. It's
1: yeah, it's 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 as if we're sitting <laughs> and talking like yes, this. Yes, that's exactly right. You can hear my voice throughout the whole thing and I have a, an editor that I adore, uh, Randy Chapnick, and she's working on with that one word spoken with me, the, the next version, and we work really well together. And um, it's all my voice and all my writing, and she helps helps me just takes out what was maybe a little too wordy and says, Ellen, I need more here. And it, it's it's a really nice relationship that we have in putting it all together. Well,
0: listen, I, I want to thank you a lot, and I want you to know, if you don't know, Um, that you're an inspiration to an awful lot of people. You really are. Like when I put the word out that we were talking, as I said before, it came back to me, oh, Ellen Schwartz, that's going to be a good one. And I think that... I hope so. I I think so. (laughs) I think that this is going to be a really inspiring conversation or talk for many, many people who, as you said, are having a hard time. I found this to be very hopeful. I
1: feel, you know, I feel for everybody. And I, but I know we're all going to get through this. There's so much hope. And the best people are doing the best jobs. And I really think that us staying home, we're saving lives. Yes, yes, so, yes. And you doing what you're doing, you're helping so many people. So thank you for that. Are you a good cook? I love Are to you cook. good, though? Yes. I don't know. You have to ask my kids. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they're good. Sometimes I'm they're sitting good. here
0: thinking, man, she's such a lovely human being. I love you so much, Ellen. And I'm thinking she's probably bad at something. Maybe it's cooking.
1: Yeah, I have I have things that I cook really well. Like what? And I'm a really good baker, them. Okay. I love because you can you can just put so much love into baking. Yes. So I love to bake. So I one of these days you'll get one of my hella. Okay, good. Thank okay? you so much. You'll give me your address and I will deliver it to your doorstep. Thank you
0: so much. I look forward to it. <laughs> and I want to thank all of our listeners as well. Uh, this has been a really wonderful show and we're we're very grateful. I, I just want everybody to understand that Hat Radio still exists, but when the coronavirus started, I figured that I would morph it into something a little bit different. Something that people needed differently and that would be more of uh positive discussion. I think more of discussion around the coronavirus and the kindness that's coming out of it. And I, and I'm hoping that this is, this is helping. So if you have any comments or thoughts on it, by all means, just be in touch with me at Avram, A-V-R-U-M at hatradio.ca. And I'd be, I'd love to hear from you. If there are things having to do with kindness that you're privy to, then share them with me because I want to get them out on the air. And finally, I want to say to, uh, to really everybody that I believe with all my heart, uh That we're gonna do just fine. We're gonna come through this, and uh, and I think we're gonna. There's gonna be damage that's done, and it's already done. And God bless those souls who have perished, and God bless those souls who are right now sick. They should be well soon. In Hebrew, we say "refuah shalema." They should have a full recovery. And to the families who are suffering because of that, but again, we are. Uh, an inimitable creation (laughs) we have managed some uh, if you take a look at life from its inception however you want to define that to today and the things that we've managed in our society just look around your house at the inventions that we've come up with humankind's brilliance is overflowing so we're gonna have to figure this one out play your part in it make sure that you're kind reach out to those individuals whom you know out there who are on their own give a call that's one thing i want to add to your three ellen i think one of the things we need to do is every single day is flip through our rolodex or our database and find those people who are single moms or single dads who are just on their own they're maybe they're older they need to hear from somebody because when you hear from somebody you feel as though you're not alone and that's crucial in these times right ellen absolutely Evan God bless you Ellen God bless your family and God bless Jakey God bless Jakey no. and his, his soul and what he's brought to his, to all of us here on earth he's uh, he was quite quite a quite a person quite a person sure and thank is. you for what, doing what it you've is. done and your family so uh, you have been listening to Corona Radio we'll be back soon the show has kindly been brought to you by the Alberga family and the Greif family thank you for their generosity thank you for their kindness God bless, and have a very sweet and healthy day. Stay inside. Bye.